Hi, and welcome to episode 123 of the Dinner Sisters podcast. We're two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. Our goal of this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. Here's how it works. Every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and anywhere I can find a recipe on the World Wide Web. We have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com. And I also make a newsletter every week, which you can subscribe to if you'd like to preview everything before listening. So Kate, this week's recipes were Jamaican Rice and Peas by Brooklyn Active Mama, Jamaican Beef Patty Recipe by My Jamaican Recipes, and Brown Stew Chicken by African Bite. So Betsy, travel is something that is off my list for this summer, at least anywhere far away via plane, right? So I thought it'd be really fun to travel somewhere using food. Thinking about it, what would be the place least like Rhode Island and Atlanta? And maybe not in terms of temperature, but just like landscape. And so we thought about islands and Jamaica came up. So for us, it was a fun episode to try and also explore some new blogs. Yeah, I thought this was just kind of a fun way to break out of a summer cooking rut, maybe go in a little mm. staycation, yeah. as they say. Kate, I hear staycations are going to be trending. I think we're all, think we're all staycationing. We take are. Us there. <laughs> so first up, we've got Jamaican Rice and Peas by Brooklyn Active Mama. And this is a recipe that is another beans and rice. But you know what? I love a beans and rice. Heart can't get enough. Can't get enough. So that. this is the Jamaican style of making them, or one of the Jamaican styles of making them, according to Brooklyn Active Mama, who is a Jamaican lady living in Brooklyn. So in her recipe, you soak the peas in, or beans in a bowl with water for about a day if you have time. And I think she also says in the recipe, if you don't have that kind of time, I was like, lady, I feel you. <laughs> you, can, you have to soak them for at least a couple hours. And then you chop up a scallion, some garlic, and an onion. And once everything's soaked, you put peas, the peas in water in a saucepan um, and basically cook it for until they're, they're done. Um, and it's about, you know, depending on how long you've soaked, uh, about, you know, half an hour to an hour or so. Ooh, one thing I forgot, you're cooking them with onions, garlic, scallions, and thyme, and a whole bonnet pepper. You're not slicing this up, you're just popping the pepper in there. And you also add some salt and allspice. And when the beans are easily something you can kind of break with a fork, you take out the scotch bonnet pepper, add coconut milk and rice, stir it up. And then you just cook it over medium low until the rice is cooked and you have this like fluffy rice and pea mix, which is so delicious. Tastes of coconut. How did you like this, Betsy? So we really liked this. And Kate, actually, I always have coconut mm-hmm. milk in my mm-hmm. pantry and I realized yeah. I was down to my last can and I thought, oh, <laughs> worries. Uh, coconut cream oh. instead of coconut milk. But I was looking online and it said, you know, just like use some of it and then use okay. a little more water. So I did that. I think mine was probably creamier and a little bit more coconut mm. flavored than yours was, I'm guessing. But it was delicious. And with the, like that hint of yeah. allspice and I mean, it was, we really, really liked this. Um, but I don't know if it's because it was like 
especially rich and coconut creamy. Uh, I don't know. Mine was pretty coconut forward, I'll say. And I had just like regular coconut milk. I didn't get the light coconut milk. I was like, you know, let's live a little here, you know, go wild. Um, and it was still, you know, James said he could taste the coconut in the, in the rice and peas. And he really liked that. Normally he puts hot sauce on this, this kind of dish. And he was like, no, I didn't put any hot sauce on. And I wanted to taste the coconut. So yeah, I thought that was yeah, delicious. And the allspice too is really nice. Um, how about cooking time for you? Mine went a little longer. Yeah, mine did too. I I'm not sure how long it took to get my right my beans done, but I did. I kept going back on that rice, thinking like, "Ooh, I I think this should be about done." Because she kind of says, "Just cook it till it's done." It should be maybe about a half an hour. Uh, and I just yeah. kept going back to that rice, thinking man, this seems like it should be done by now. Uh, but it eventually just, you know, turned the corner. Oh, yeah. I had to add a little bit more water. But again, that was fine. I think it's like, you know, just cook it till it's done is a fine direction for this. And by done, you just taste the rice and beans, you know. Um, right. And so yes, for me, yes. oh, I didn't have any kidney beans. And since I have about 20 pounds of beans, not literally more like 10, but still it's a lot. Um, I didn't want to buy any more. So I just used pinto beans, which I'm sure somewhere mm-hmm. someone in Jamaica is wincing at that. But um, that's what I had. So that's what I used. Kidney beans are what she calls for, for peas. So, but I thought that was fine. Um, did you use kidneys or do you use something else? No, I was in the same situation, Kate, where I had ordered a bunch of Rancho mm. Bordo beans because, you know, I want to get to the free shipping. So I have to order like over $75 worth yeah. of beans. And then I just have those beans for the next however many months uh, and typically don't <laughs> want to buy more. Uh, so I also used pinto beans because that was in my, in what I have in my pantry that was kind of closest. So I just went ahead awesome. and used those. Yeah, I thought this was great. It kept really well in the fridge for us. Loved it as another rice and beans option. So uh, go for it. This for me was like a five out of five. Loved it. How about you? Me too. Definitely. We'll make it again. And as I was making this, I thought, oh, this is just, I need more of these. I actually doubled it, I should say. And so that we would have it for lunches all week. And I still have it in my fridge. And yeah, just a nice, we really, again, enjoyed that coconut allspice flavor. Okay, next up, something that wasn't quite as easy, Kate, Jamaican <laughs> recipe by my Jamaican recipes. Yeah. So Jamaican beef patties, not as easy as beans and rice. I will say that. But I was inspired mm-hmm. by Nancy, who had posted some pictures trying to recreate, when she was trying to recreate Jamaican beef patties she had on a recent vacation. So, you know, why not try to make your own? And if you hadn't haven't heard or seen them before, a Jamaican beef patty is basically a spiced ground beef and onion mixture that's wrapped in a thin pastry dough. And the dough itself is flavored like either egg yolk or turmeric or curry powder to make it yellow. Um, they're like a snackable but kind of dish, but really pretty filling and found all over Jamaica as street food. Um, James actually said it's all over New York City as street food too. So to make this version, you um, first have to make a dough, which is flour, water, baking powder, powder, um, a little vegetable shortening, salt, and curry powder. Mix that up, knead it, and then set it aside for about an hour. And to make the filling, you are sauteing onions, scotch bonnet pepper, garlic, thyme, and black pepper. And then you add your ground beef, add your add some Worcestershire sauce and stir it up, you know, break it up until you've browned the beef. 
And then to make the patty, what you do is you roll out the dough super, super thin, and you basically cut it into about six inch circles and fill it with a little bit of filling, um, fold it over, and then you take a fork, you know, pinch the sides. And for this recipe, you bake them. So bake it for, I think it was about 15 minutes or so, in, or sorry, 25 minutes or so in a hot oven. And you've got these like delicious uh, beef patties. So good. Betsy, how did your family like them? I was thinking about you as I was making the dough. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is definitely our stretch mm-hmm. recipe for the week. Uh, and I was glad because I ended up, as you know, because we talked, I made the rice and beans and chicken kind of in the last day or two. But I had these patties like whenever we first made the uh, plan for this episode. So I had sort of a break <laughs> yeah. in my cooking uh, in between. Otherwise, this would be a lot. Well, we went from, you and I were talking, we went from platter salads last week, which you just pull stuff out of the fridge uh-huh. to like making your own dough. So it was a bit of a whiplash. Right, right, right. Uh, and I did do this in two parts mm. though. So I, I made the beef first and just put it in the fridge and then I made the dough the next day and made the um, patties. So, I mean, they were good. Everyone in my family loved mm. this kind of food. I mean, snackable <laughs> hand pie. I mean, I just, right. like, that's always going to be a hit. I thought the flavors were great. I, um, you know, I, I I think you said, too, like, it just, it the dough was a little bit hard to get thin. I don't know. I was not, yeah. like... It was not a low effort, super easy recipe for me. But I think if you're experienced and you're willing to kind of tweak mm-hmm. it as you go, mm-hmm. probably make this work. I mean, is that kind yeah, of yeah? I think, I think felt, the filling you know? was really, really good. Um, I think I didn't roll the roll the dough thinly enough, which was tricky to do. You know, because I thought I got it pretty thin, but I don't think I got it thin enough. And so they made them a little heavy. Um, but the taste was fantastic. I used Penzi's curry powder in mine and it nearly blew my, like for, it wasn't too spicy for me, but tasting the dough as after it was cooked, I was like, whoa, that's curry powder. Okay. I used to, um, what did I use? I have a really, I was going to say turmeric, but I didn't, I have a really, really mild curry powder that I remember. I've had this for a while and it almost doesn't have enough flavor for a lot of things we use. So I was like, well, that's probably a good one to throw in oh, the yeah. dough. Yes. Just because I don't want these to just, I want right. people to eat these. Right. So there's I just. A lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of black pepper in, in the Scott, you know, and the other pepper in the filling. And then the curry powder, it was delicious. But I was like, this is a very adult thing. I also was interested. So I looked up beef patties. I was like doing a lot of beef patty research. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of different types of fillings. So like, it's like ground beef and then some folks put a lot of spices in them. Some people don't. It depends upon like what your dough is. So if you're someone of Jamaican origin or you really like a beef patty, you may listen to us talk about this recipe and think, well, that's not how you make a beef patty. It might not be for you. I mean, it it is definitely one of those things where it, I think it varies family to family or region to region. Um, So that was kind of fun. You know, I was like, oh. This is interesting. So this is just this person's version, um, Jamaican person's version of their, what they think a beef patty should be, which I thought was fun. Um, But I, you know, I think the instructions could have been a little clearer because I wasn't 
sure exactly how thin to make it, but I did like, I did love the taste. So this is like a three out of five for me. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to kind of go the same way. We've read so many recipes now, which we will talk about later in this Mm. episode, uh, that it's funny. I think you and I are both like, oh, that was really clear or that was a little harder to follow or figure out. um, And that's how I felt about this recipe, too. Okay, so but still, I I think um, if you're a, a decently experienced cook oh, you yeah. can you can pull this you one can do it for sure yeah. um okay so let's let's finish up here with brown stew chicken by african bites this is a re- recipe i had never had or even heard of before like i've never been to, to jamaica haven't eaten a lot of jamaican food but it came up quite a bit when i was looking for jamaican recipes and frankly it sounded delicious So chicken is simmered in a sauce with plenty of savory spices like thyme and paprika, a little browning sauce, like, which is like a kitchen bouquet. You find it near the gravy and ketchup, hot sauce and chicken broth. And it's this delicious balance of like savory and spice, just a little heat. And there's red bell peppers in there for more flavor. So to make it, you season your chicken, raw chicken parts, you know, the drummies and thighs and breasts if you want to. So you marinate it in chicken bouillon powder ginger, garlic, pepper, thyme, paprika, and green onions. And then you coat the chicken with all this and you refrigerate it at least over an hour or maybe overnight if you can swing it. When it's ready to cook, you kind of brush the stuff off the chicken and you brown it in a hot pan and then pull the chicken out. And what you do is you add more onions, garlic, thyme, hot sauce, the paprika, the sugar, the browning sauce, the ketchup, and the bell peppers, and kind of stir it around until it's nice and cooked. And then you add um, a little bit of water to deglaze the pan, bring it to a boil, and you put the chicken back in the pan. You cover and cook it for about 25 minutes, more or less, until the chicken has been cooked through and the sauce is slightly thick. Adjust it for salt, and you're good to go. You usually serve this with rice and peas. Betsy, how did everyone like it? Okay, Kate, so this is actually, I have a fun mm. kind of story from this. As I think most people know, I've been, um, we've been up at our cabin, which is just east of Atlanta since mid-April. And it we are adjacent, the closest town is Milledgeville, Georgia, which is a small downtown. It's very cute. And there is a Jamaican restaurant that I have never been to before, and they're only doing takeout right now. And so, and it's on the kind of the main drag. And so I went in there and got, um, mm. we're doing Jamaican week. And I thought, oh, good, I'm going to just, I'll get some, you know, I'll inspiration, inspiration from this. Uh, and brown stew was one of the things that, you know, was obviously on their menu. So I picked some of that up and it was very good. And also got it with the plantains Ooh. and all the other like delicious uh, sides you can get which just really um, made me realize that I need to go to this restaurant more often and support them, which was, which was great. And so then when I was making my own Jamaican brown stew at home, uh, I had a nice, nice reference point nice. for this. And so I just used a package of bone and chicken thighs here because I did not uh, just want to break down yeah. the chicken, to be honest. Uh, it was not feeling it. I thought it was totally fine with the chicken thighs. This mm. is easy. Like if you have, I mean, kind of made a chicken stew or braised mm-hmm. a chicken or, you know, like it was very familiar um, 
methods, I thought, of doing this. Nothing was complicated. And the taste was really, really great. I liked it. We liked it. Everyone was happy to eat it. Same. This made the the house smell amazing. And we did make this in the middle of summer, which was kind of like, (laughs) you're not, you know, but you have the AC going when you make it, which is, you know, you're fine. Uh But... Put a pin on it. Put a pin in this one for like yeah. a fall mm-hmm. for the next time. Yeah, if you're not feeling it. But I got to tell you, there is something nice. Like you eat salads all the time, and then it's nice to have a little like warm comfort food a little bit. I loved that combination. I'm loving the allspice in Jamaican food. Like that is wonderful. Yeah, and something that I really haven't cooked with mm-hmm. much, and so I was like, ooh, like gold triple gold star Jamaicans for the allspice because I'm loving that. You know what I found when I was at Kroger looking for mm. ingredients for this this week is um, because I'm out of the cabin, I, my spice rack is uh, leaves mm-hmm. much to be desired. So I have to often pick up some extra things. And they had uh, allspice and then they had Jamaican oh. allspice. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought this was all very super tasty. Didn't take that much time to make. I was thinking about making this in the instant pot one of these days. Oh yeah. That yeah, seems like it would 100%. work. So I might have to look into adapting this or finding someone who's adapted this for the instant pot. I'm sure there's someone out there. Uh, well-written, clear recipe, four to five for me. Yeah, me too. All right. So if we wrap this up, we have to talk about our winners. I am very split but it comes down to the brown stew chicken for me. I think I will definitely make this again when I want some braised chicken, maybe later on in this in the in the year. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm mm. going with the rice and peas, and I'm going to make that version again. I really liked that, and I'm looking forward to leftovers. Yeah, I mean, same. all week it was a it was a tough call, but I saw that you picked rice and peas, and I was like, all right, I'll let her have it. <laughs> <laughs> if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check them out on our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There we have links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques that we talked about, and um, anything other fun that we've been talking about today. If you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Search for that and you'll find our group. Okay, Kate, I thought it would be really fun this week to talk in the smorgasbord about how Mm -hmm. you pick a recipe. Yeah. So I think it's for, uh, it's a fun question for this episode in particular, because I did really purposely search for recipes. And I think it's important when we're making food from a specific place or um, region or what have you, that we look for cooks um, that have actually a background from that tradition or region. And so um, I did a lot of searching this time. um, I would say on the second and third plate pages of Google believe it or not. So I was searching for just Jamaican dinner recipes and I wanted to find recipes from actual Jamaicans. You know, Um, there are a lot of like spruce eats recipes about for Jamaican food and I'm sure they're fine, but I'm not sure who's written them. And I'm not really sure I want um, us to use a recipe for the first time from someone who, you know, maybe just kind of made it up on their own. You get some weird things that way, honestly. And you don't get the wisdom and traditions and just the experience from someone who grew up cooking this way or their parents cook this way. Um, And so for this particular episode, I really did. And I would encourage people to do that um, is go to the second, third pages of Google if you're looking for recipes, because Mm -hmm. the highest ranked recipes on Google are not always the best recipes. I'm sorry to tell you. 
they're just really well done in terms of like search engines. Sometimes, not always, sometimes. Um, so for this particular episode, it was fun because I really got to dig into some new faces that I hadn't seen before, some new blogs. I'm really liking African Bites. They've got some really great recipes in there that I might dig into later. Uh, so it was fun for me. It allowed me to expand my horizons a bit into some foods that I hadn't cooked before and um, some folks who have got some really deep experiences in cooking. Um and then when it comes to recipe, I really look for ones that have all the steps. <laughs> I mean, it sounds goofy, but okay. like, it's hard to write a recipe. It really is. So I look uh-huh. for, like, did they skip anything? Are there ingredients missing? I would encourage folks, if you're looking for recipes that are maybe off the all off the beaten path of all recipes, Food 52, The Kitchen, those kinds of places, look in the second and third page, page of Google. You might find some really interesting stuff in there. Okay, Kate, I also have here, I saw what we were talking about this week, this episode this week and putting it together and finding the recipes and all that kind of stuff. I saw uh, Julia Mm, Tertian. Love her. We love cookbook author and recipe writer uh, had put this up on her Instagram Mm. stories. And I just wanted to read it because I thought it was really informative for this particular discussion. And then she says, Ari, recommendations for all the great independent food media out there. A helpful framework I use to think about food media is to think of it like any other food I consume. It's really good to know where it comes from and who is behind it and how it's made. Know how it's cultivated, harvested, distributed, and digested. Thinking about the content I consume and the content I create through this lens has helped me wrap my mind, my head around a lot. And I hope it helps you too. I mean, as per usual... She says it way better than I ever could. <laughs> she's so great. So great. Yeah. she And I thought like that is a really helpful framework for all of us as uh, we think about, you know, consuming food media and uh, just like recipes and all that kind of stuff. So I thought it was an interesting thing to talk love, about this week. Love that. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. I also wanted to bring up you all are awesome listeners on the Facebook group to kind of change the topic a little bit. We have seen so much cooking in the past week, even. <laughs> it's like, people are blowing me away. Yeah. I'm like, I am not cooking as much as you all are cooking. <laughs> I'm like, it's been so like, fun. I know. I know. for dinner, Betsy. And people are like, look at this new budget bites I made. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where you guys are getting this energy. It's amazing. So if you are not on our Facebook group or don't know what we're talking about, we are doing a cook along this month with Budget Bites, the blog, um, which is just budgetbites.com, bites with a Y. And um, we are cooking from her her site this month. And then everyone's giving us feedback, recipes they loved. What we'll do is compile all the recipes and feedback that people did, and we'll turn it into a very special episode we are going to release on July 31st. And since this is going so well, we'll probably repeat it next month with a different site. But for now, Budget Bites, if you want to join us, you don't have to join our Facebook group. You could just go to budgetbites.com and cook one of our recipes. Send us an email dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Facebook or let us know on Twitter that you made something. We'd love to include you. Yes, Kate. And we should also mention we'd be so thrilled if we got some Mm. voice messages and things like that. So you can record a voice memo on your phone and then you can email us that memo. And 
that's really the easiest way to uh, get us a voice memo. And we really enjoy that. And it would make the episode that much more fun. I would love it. I would love it. And we'll put directions on how to do a voice memo on our show notes and in the newsletter. So y'all can like get a little bit. It's like very simple once you find out where the app is and then like how to send it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So coming up next week, Kate, you have a big birthday. I do. I'm turning 40 guys. Amazing. And we're, (laughs) it is happy birthday. And we're going to celebrate here on the podcast by cooking two of your favorite recipes and a cake. Of course, because it's my birthday episode and I do what I want. And one of the dinner episode, dinner recipes, Betsy, actually you suggested this. You're like, I couldn't think of a third it's like, ah, what should we do? And you're like, why don't you just make a cake? It's your birthday. And that was brilliant. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. Seems very appropriate and fun yes. for everyone. All right, so that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on the Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes and other fun stuff, including directions for that voice memo. If you've got some dinner ideas, you can always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. And as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe or tell a friend. Talk about it at your Zoom cocktail hour, whatever. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating. Dinner Sisters is a part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. You can find more Frolic podcasts by going to their website or keep listening for a trailer. Hi, I'm Zoe. And I'm Kelsey. And we're the hosts of Tea and Strumpets, a Regency Romance Review. Join us each week as we take a trip across the pond and into the past in search of swoon-worthy happily ever afters. We talk about all your Regency favorites like Julia Quinn's Bridgertons or Lisa Kleypas's Ravenels. Plus, we dive deep into exciting new releases from rising stars like Scarlett Peckham, Kat Sebastian, or Evie Dunmore. We've got book reviews and fabulous interviews with best-selling authors in the genre like Kerrigan Byrne and Maya Rodale. So check us out on your podcatcher of choice or learn more about us at romancepod.com. See you on Thursdays and may all your ever afters end happily. 